Hi, Anne, a very warm welcome back to the HSP Connection podcast with me, Philippa Robinson. And me, Robbie Lee. This is where we share our stories, our insights and strategies to help fellow highly sensitive people navigate their own path to living a fulfilling and meaningful life. And before we jump into the topic, Philippa, I just want to say how lovely it is to be recording with you again. We had batched some recordings so we could take some time off and be with family and enjoy some summer. But man, I missed these conversations. I'm really glad we're back. Yeah, yeah, me too. I was thinking about that all day. I've been thinking, oh, great, I get to record this now because we recorded my evening and your morning. And I, yeah, I can't wait because we, it, I've missed our deep, meaningful conversations and us processing as we're going. So yeah, I am thrilled to be um, back again. Um, and just before we start, can I just say um, that we're recording this just after the HSP Awakening Summit has finished. And wow, what a great experience that was. It was yeah. um, the first summit for both of us. Yeah. Um, we we loved doing our talk um, and actually we came up with that talk or we we realized that we are really passionate about that subject recording on this podcast because we realized how fired up we were getting talking <laughs> about sensitivity being a strength so yeah that summit was wonderful we made so many great connections um and hello to any new listeners that have come to us as a result of um attending uh, the summit you're very welcome here um yeah it's great and if anybody who's listening didn't manage to see our talk on the strength and sensitivity and you would like to see it then if you get in touch with one or other of us um there will be contact details in the show notes and just tell us that you want to see our talk we can email um we can send it out to you that is no problem because this is going to go out after the time left to watch the replay so by the time you hear this you won't be able to catch the summit anymore but yeah reach out tell us you'd like to have a listen and we'll we'll send it to you and welcome new listeners welcome faithful listeners we're back <laughs> and um yeah it's just great yeah it really was great and so happy to have our new listeners and continue to welcome the faithful ones yeah and with that Philippa what are we talking about today? Well, today, I always say, well, don't I really need to stop saying that? Anyway, <laughs> today we are, I I suggested today's topic and I wanted to talk about how, you know, we're all HSPs. That's the point of this podcast. I'm, a, I'm an HSP, you're an HSP, the listeners are HSPs. Um, but being an HSP doesn't mean that we're all the same. You know, we are all our own unique HSP self. Um, Being, you know, the summit, listening to all the talks on the summit made me, I mean, I knew that anyway, but it really made me aware of how different we all are and how we have a different take on things, how the trait shows up differently for all of us. And I really wanted to talk about that, our own unique HSP self um and and how that shows up 
And also, as we're going to go talk about how it's not clear cut either, and we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how how it shows up for us and how we're still working that out a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. And you have graciously agreed that we can talk about this today because actually it's a really great topic. Oh, yeah, it's a great topic. And what's what's interesting is we came at it from two different places because I'd read an article that had my mind thinking about how different we are. And you brought this topic and I thought, oh, yeah, it's one of those stars aligned situations. We both have things to bring to the conversation. I, you know, and I think it can just be so easy, especially when you find something out new about yourself. Right. What happened or as as a thing starts becoming more visible in the world, it's like the stereotype of the thing is what is the most visible at first. And it can be easy just to be like, oh, we're all the same in this little bubble. And I'm really excited to have this conversation to talk about. Sure, we there are things that bring us together. And just a reminder to all of you out there, we are still unique individuals (laughs) that maybe share some traits in there, but also have differences. And being an HSP is not one thing and we're not all carbon copies of each other (laughs) yeah exactly you know I mean here you are you've got us two and we're very different I mean yes you know I think we we really match our values match and we really you know understand each other and get each other but we are very different as well um so here is a classic example already um I tell you what would you tell us a little bit about what you read in that article. Sure. So this is from Sensitive Refuge. For listeners, if you haven't checked out that blog, I do recommend it. And Andre Solo wrote this particular article. And he talks about three different buckets of folks within high, the highly sensitive bucket. And just as a preface and a reminder, all the traits of sensitivity are on a like a sliding scale, right? Sensitivity itself is on a sliding scale. So when we talk about humans being sensitive, some are in the low bucket, some are in the medium bucket, we're in the high bucket sensitivity. But then within that and all those traits there, they're also on sliding scales. So anyway, so his three buckets, the first one he calls super sensor. So mm. this is when you are, um, really sensitive to in your five senses. So bright lights, you notice those, you notice the smells, how things taste, how things feel on your body. Uh, sound. Did I miss one? Uh, t- anyway. T- no, no, you did them all, I think. So five senses. And so these are people who aren't filtering out a lot of that environmental information. So they can be really good at um, s- connecting the dots. They can be really good at noticing danger ahead, like way before anybody else, you know, that, that type of thing. So that's the first one. Mm-hmm. You want me to give them all? Do you want to comment after each one? That's no, better. go on, let's have them all. And then, okay. um, yeah, then we'll dig into it. So the yeah. second one he called the super feeler. In my opinion, in my mind, this is like the stereotypical 
HSP. So people who don't know much about high sensitivity, I when they hear the word sensitive, I think they think about the super feeler because this is the person who feels, takes on everybody else's feeling, like feels the feelings, is a huge empath, highly empathic. So very attuned to uh, messages from inside of themselves, like hunger, for example, and very attuned to messages outside other people's feelings, uh, the weather, you know, all of that type of thing. So we had super sensor, number one, super feeler, number two. This third one is called an aesthete. So aesthetic sensitivity. So these are the people who walk into an area and it's like the vibe is wrong here. <laughs> and, you know, and then can can notice what needs to be changed to fix that. They're the ones that can go in nature and just be in awe of the beauty or see a piece of art and just get lost in that. Really imaginative or create super creative people, those fall into that bucket. So that's high level of those three. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the obvious question that comes after that is, okay, so which one are you? And, um, you know, (laughs) you did share those three with me just before we started recording. And I said, right, let's just record. Let's have the conversation like in real time as well. Because, you know, I'm not sure which one of those I fall into. And I like to think I know a lot about high sensitivity. So You know, and this is just one way of looking at it. We'll come on to um, other uh, a, a few others in a moment, but I I feel I mean, like I should imagine most of us will resonate to varying degrees with all three of those. Yes, very likely. And then I said to you earlier that I think if I had to identify with one of them, it would be super sensor. And then I went straight from that to, oh, no, super feeler. So um, <laughs> so maybe it's actually a steet after all that. Um, before I talk through all three of them and what they mean to me, what 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 do you do? Do you have a, a feeling about one of them instantly? I don't have a feeling about one of them. I have a feeling about all three of them. <laughs> and and <laughs> like two of them are off the charts high for me. So okay. the super feeler and super sensor are really off the charts. And then I think I would be at least in the middle for the aesthete. Um, So, I I mean, I think if we're talking about dials, like a lot of my dials are toward the high end um, on these things. Yeah. Yeah. What about Um, for you? Yeah. And so maybe... Maybe they're they're just not quite so high for me, but Mm -hmm. I've definitely got all three of them. Exactly. Yes. And and what's really interesting is that this really ties into something that's happened for me in the last couple of weeks. If you don't mind me sharing, is that all right? Share. I didn't want to bring it up in case you didn't want to, but I would love for you (laughs) to share. Yeah. So what's what's really happened for me in the last couple of weeks? Through you know, you know, like the universe does, in it gives us all these signals. In two days, I got the same message three times, and it was like, oh, okay, and um, so. Clearly, there's something there for me. And the more I felt into it, the more I feel this is actually true. And that there is definitely something here for me. In that, I mean, I have, when I dis- I discovered I was an HSP about two and a half years ago. And I learned, when I learned about it, it felt right. I I dived, you know, I it dived right into it and learned everything, a lot that I could get my hands on. And 
it was only five or six months after that that I um I assigned on to Willow McIntosh's program um to be a high sensory coach and that I learned so much about my high sensitivity and my gifts and my strengths in with Willow and obviously in Willow's uh, you know, community afterwards is when I met you. We didn't do the training course together, but I met you afterwards. And um, there have been times along the way that I have questioned whether actually I am an HSP. Mm. I definitely have thought that. Um, I, I'm, I can't tell you now why, but I know I've had doubts. And then I've gone, no, I am. I know I am. Um so the doubts haven't lasted that long, but I've definitely thought, am I really? And I think that has got a lot to do with this narrative around sensitivity. And, um, you know, I don't know, you know, sensitive people aren't great in groups of people or with, you know, you know and, and can't spend long, you know, with other people before they have to go and spend time on their own. And, you know, uh, they can, I don't, I mean, this is, I'm making this up now, but, you know, or they can't work hard all day because it's too much. And uh, we need a lot of downtime and we need a lot of soft fabrics and all, you know, all of those, that massive stereotype. And I think there must have been part of me that had bought into that. Mm-hmm. And there probably was really because I was. 52 when I found out so that's a lot of conditioning around the word sensitive before I got to that stage and I definitely was told as a child to stop crying you know otherwise I'd be given something to cry for and I was clearly crying for a reason because I felt upset about something so maybe that is how that conditioning played into it for me But what I learned a couple of weeks ago is that I am an HSP, for sure, but actually I might not appear as as an HSP, not because I'm covering it up, but because I just think I'm one of those people who is a bit, can be, not all the time, larger than life. I can take up a lot of space in the room. I can appear to be very extrovert um, and we'll, we'll, we might touch on extrovert and introvert in a minute. Uh, and so really my place in the world is in the HSP world is now becoming actually, this is also the face of HSP, even though I don't look like I am. And I think that is all that also what we were just talking about there, where we are on this scale, and I'm definitely not as high up the scale of sensitivity as you are, but my sensitivity plays out in a different way. And I am absolutely an HSP because I just know those strengths we talked about in our talk. I mean, I mm-hmm. I know. I, I mean, that's why I'm so passionate about it because I know some of those things are me. Yes. So, sorry, long story. Um, I think, oh, because when you were explaining it then, I'm thinking maybe actually I have the estate more than the other two. And now I'm not sure. And I just think I'm probably, I'm getting really bored with this. I'm probably midway, you know, all three of them. And like yeah. I'm midway between introversion and extroversion, you know, I, I probably am an ambivert. I'm, I'm midway on all these things, which on one hand, like embracing my sensitivity I want to be more sensitive I want to really be sensitive and on the really high you know but I am who I am 
you know, I can't change it. You are who you are. Yeah. And I think what that gives me is just a different way of showing up. 100%. You know, and maybe I don't feel things quite so strongly, but also that means that I will show up in a different way. So, um, yeah, does that, I mean, probably shouldn't ask you this in the middle of a podcast, but does that, does that ring true for you when what you know about me? Yeah, it really does. Like, you know, when you were trying to figure out which one you are, I'm just like, oh, I see elements of all three of those in you. I, but I would say you're not as high on the scale as I am, which it's funny that you're like, some part of you wants to be more sensitive. Some part of me wants to be less sensitive because I think it would be easier to navigate around in the world, you know? So, and there's parts of it that I love. So, you know, um, and I can't change who I am any more than you can change who you are. Exactly. What I think is amazing is the conversation around, there's not one way to be a highly sensitive person. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, we're not this, a stereotype. We're full formed human beings, right. Who have these characteristics in some, in in some place on the dial. I was using this to show the dial. (laughs) Anyway, um, some amount of these things we have. Yeah. Yes. And the reality is that um, no matter how, you know, I'm still highly sensitive. I'm still highly, more sensitive. I might not be as sensitive as you, but I'm definitely more sensitive than an averagely sensitive person or a not very sensitive person. I am definitely highly sensitive. Um, It's just within that, you know, top end of the scale, you know, where am I? And we are who we are. And that's the journey. That's right. To be loving and loving who we are. To to understanding, accepting, and loving who we are. Yeah. And I'll shut up in a minute. But partly for me, finding out I was HSP has really helped me love myself. Yeah. It's made. Um. You know, I'm not necessarily. I don't have to have a label all the time. But it has really helped me understand. Um who I am and what I need and look after myself better. I could, there's still more work to do there, but look after myself better, stand up for my, what I need, uh, boundaries, you know, all of those things that were a complete anathema to me until like two and a half years ago. Um, And now I can embrace a lot of those with um, relative ease. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. But for me, it it has been a life-changing journey to mm-hmm. discover what it really means to be sensitive and then what that means for my for myself. Like like you're talking about like what to give my system. And I don't I don't have it all figured out and it's not perfect, but you know, 3 years ago, I was lying in a dark room with a migraine. Like, so this, I mean, <laughs> I'm light years from that place, yes. you know? Yeah. Um, and to be able, you know, you mentioned Willow's um, coaching program, to be able to embrace who I am, like to see, oh, I have these gifts to give the world. So it's not just the negative side of 
this light gets too bright for me after time. And, you know, I'm sensitive to loud noises and I feel everybody's feelings. I can also talk about how deeply I get to connect with people and how meaningful it is to me to be in big nature and how I can look at a challenge and see where the hiccup's going to be. Like there's so many wonderful things that come with being an HSP that I couldn't latch onto before when I was just in survival mode. And so having all of this info and be able to, that's why that's one of the reasons why we both get so excited about talking about the strengths of sensitivity, because it's like, let's give more voice to that. Um, Because it it is amazing to be sensitive and it has its challenges and it's amazing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes, it has its challenges and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's both. It really is. And, you know, we, we, we're not denying there are challenges. Um, I think there's challenges in being sensitive and not being sensitive. I think we all have challenges in life. And I think finding who we really are, who our true self really is, be it HSP or not, is a big challenge for all of us because most of us don't grow up having parents who want, who are, who know to ask that question, but who are you and who are you really? Yeah. Um, so but but to embrace who we find out we are or that big part of us you know i mean yes it's innate it is who we are um but also i don't go around in my life every day telling everybody i'm highly sensitive um you know i go through my day experiencing the world as i do and um Knowing I can tell now that I'm picking up on things that other people aren't picking up on and I'll circle back to somebody and say, I just want to check. Are you OK? Um, and, you know, and little little things like that um, or big things. And it, it is. It, uh, I don't know about you, but I know when I went through therapy, I then had to tell everybody how wonderful therapy was and go on and on and on about it. Then I discovered uh, I was an HSP and all I wanted to do was tell everybody I'm an HSP and how <laughs> wonderful it is. And I feel with both of those things, I have now got to this place in my life where those are quite settled in me. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a great childhood. I did carry a lot of the stuff from my childhood into my adulthood. I have had a lot of therapy to work through that. I am an HSP. And all of that is settled in me and I can just be me. Mm. Wow. Unapologetically, really. (laughs) I love that so much. Yes. Um, You know, um, so being an HSP is really, really important. It brings such, you know, great deep connections, great conversations, great meaning, great uh, you know, just um, oh, I, I can't imagine what it's like to not be an HSP, right? You know, I to, please don't take it away. I don't want that. I mean, you know, you can't take it away, but if, even if I could have it taken away, I wouldn't want it taken away. I love going through every day in my life being highly sensitive, mm-hmm. and it is just sort of who I am now. Mm-hmm. I, do you are you there with that? 
I think I'm probably not quite as there as you are. I'm way closer to being there than I've ever been before. And it's, um, it's definitely the road that I'm on. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. And I would say some days I feel like I'm there and then I get knocked off a little bit. And that usually happens because like I still, I still have health challenges that I, and energy challenges that I deal with. And that, you know, it's an ongoing trying to find all the right mix of things that work well for me and give my system exactly what it needs so I can thrive. So on the days I'm feeling good, it's like, oh, okay, here I am. And the days I'm struggling, you know, it's still sometimes a struggle. Yeah. But I wouldn't, even though I jokingly go, you know, sometimes I wish I was less sensitive. I really don't think I do because it would, the world would feel muted. It would feel like I was missing something, you know, I wouldn't, I don't think I would know how to operate. I would feel a little bit hindered Mm. because I, I do take in so much information and I use it to navigate the world, you know, so that would be weird to not have it. Yeah. Can you imagine being out in nature with all your big trees and like not feeling feel nothing? Well, or or just feel like it's a tree. It's a tree. Yeah. (sighs) That would break my heart. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, even thinking about that would break my heart. It's like, oh no, I love the experiences with my trees. Yeah. 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 And so I think, do do you think um, that part of the acceptance and the loving part, the, the loving piece is to is to work out how the trait brings us such joy like that I do think that's a big part of it and and how so how it brings us joy and how it for me it's also how I can be helpful to others Mm. with my trait like Mm. and you know doing work soul work doing work that matters to my heart using my gifts and strengths that helps me a lot like that feeds me so much yeah when I was going through the coaching program there was um, a woman in our coaching group and you know she wasn't going to be a coach she was there to learn more about her gift and she worked for a big company but she was getting more and more involved in the inclusivity and the diversity and the, the you know the training and the development side and she was just brilliant at working out what they needed what people needed what you know sections of their work needed um and so it doesn't just you know it doesn't just make you a coach it just so happens we're both coaches but um you know, and actually I do a little bit of work that's not coaching. And, you know, I do a little bit of really interesting, not risk and compliance consultancy for a law firm. Uh, but being a, I know that, that my HSP trait helps me in that. I can really see the big picture. I can really work, uh, work out how all these things that I'm working on fit together and I can hold all the pieces so that if one changes, I know what the knock-on effect on all the others is. And I can do that reasonably easily because that that just comes to me really easily. And, you know, my the woman I work with the other day said to me that she, you know, she thinks we're a really good 
match for each other because I said I'm a bit of a bull in the china shop she said you're absolutely not she said I'm the bull in the china shop and you're the one that's actually much more able to get to the root of things you will have difficult conversations with people you will connect with people much better than I do which was really interesting (laughs) so you know I really do now focus on how the traits how I use the trait to to serve others, I suppose, not selfishly and to the detriment of myself, but that's what I I, I that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help others, and it, it it shows up in different ways in the different aspects of my job jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I completely align with you know I'm here to help others. Mm, yeah, not at the detriment of myself. But I, 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 yeah, helping others feeds me. And you highlighted something really great, which is the traits we have as a highly sensitive people help us to be great. I mean, phenomenal coaches. We, there's just so many things that line up with that. And it helps us, to, it, pe- people in any profession, maybe that's too big of a word, in so many professions would benefit from some of these highly sensitive traits yeah, because it it just can help you in a myriad of ways. I mean, thinking about seeing the big picture, like you talked about knowing what's going on for somebody and knowing to dig and ask questions, right. Knowing that there's something not quite right here and figuring that out. It's like the literal carrying a canary in the coal mine. We could be in a situation and go, something is not right here. And it could be like a danger alert, but it could also be something like, hmm, these people are acting like they're fine with each other, but they're not. (laughs) Like there's just so many things that we pick up. Yeah. And for people who aren't aware of the trait, I mean, I've been told so many times, it's just like, how did you know that? Exactly. How did you? It's like crazy. It's just like, yeah, it's just. My it's my trait, man. Yeah, exactly. That's my superpower. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And and going back to the esteem thing, um, you know, definitely in offices, you know, we can pick up that the that, you know, I mean, strip lights don't work for anybody. I'm pretty sure they don't. Um, you know, <sighs> air conditioning just sort of make, gives you stale air throughout the building. Uh, you know, I don't know, open plan offices and the the constant noise. You know, we 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 pick up on those as highly sensitive people. And if we're being bothered by it, the chances, you know, there's going to be at least 20 to 30 percent of the workforce are being bothered by that. And that's a big chunk. And yeah. actually, they don't suit anybody. They really don't. And so how can you work with that? I mean, I'm not saying everyone can just go and section off all their workspaces, but how can you build in quiet spaces that, that people yes. can use? How can you change the lighting? I won't profess to be an expert on that, but can you do, you know, what can you do? The, you, you know, we've all got something that we can bring to our current um, workplace or home or wherever we spend our time. We've, we, you know, we can use our traits to bring to those places. We can, we, we can use the way the trait shows up for us in so many different ways. Hmm. But actually, we've talked all the way here about how the trait shows up for us, and that was part a big part of our journey with Willow, wasn't it? Working out how the trait shows up for us. So 
actually, if you're listening to us and thinking, well, I don't know how the trait shows up for me, please don't worry. You are not alone. Um, and what would you say? And I, I, I've been talking a lot. Um, I just wanted to bring you in. Would you have any words of advice for somebody who's thinking, mm, I am HSP, but I'm not quite sure how it's showing up for me? Well, you know, even just being in that inquiry mm. starts starts you noticing because what most of us do without these conversations is we just go through the world and we're ourselves, right? And we naturally have this information come to us and we naturally create safe places for people to talk. We, we naturally do these things. We don't think about it because it's just who we are. Yep. But if we start to ask ourselves, oh, how does my trait show up? Then we could start noticing. And it's just like, you know, people are always drawn to me to tell me their secrets. Like that doesn't happen for every human, right? So it's like, oh, I, man, I will cry at when nature is just so breathtaking. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed that I'm picking up on something. And when I say it, everyone get, makes a face like, what are you talking about? Because I noticed something they didn't. Like, just, you know, start being in the inquiry with yourself. Start asking, how does my trait show up? And I mean, of course you can, get with professionals. You can hire a coach, two great ones here. You could do some classes. You can do a program. You can also start asking yourself. And yeah. And if you have a if you have someone in your life that you trust that maybe is part of this conversation with you, knows you're a highly sensitive person, has educated themselves on what that is, you know, you can ask them too, like, what do you notice? What what do you think my strengths are? Yeah, I can start down that road. What do you think, Philippa? Yeah, I no, I agree with you. I mean, I always talk about, you know, um, first of all, you know, be aware, raise your awareness. And you're listening to us today. So you're aware that that trait is going to be showing up for you somehow. You might not know how, but you know, because we're telling you it absolutely does. Um, so the next is noticing, as you quite rightly say. So, you know, be a try. And and and, and this is where we come into a really, uh, a thing that people find quite tricky is being being present. You know, your, um, your conversation, episode 29 with Senia about mindfulness was very much about being in the moment, being in the present moment with curiosity and kindness. So can you do that? Can you be present with yourself in the moment, not thinking forwards, not thinking back, but um, in the moment? And can you notice what is what is showing up for you? What are you feeling? What are you sensing? Um, and maybe, you know, get a new notebook. I love having the excuse to get a new notebook. You know, right. maybe <laughs> get a nice <laughs> new notebook and start writing down things that you are noticing. And, you know, you might not even do anything with that information yet, but you will have it available and you might begin to see patterns. You might, if you've got a trusted friend, be able to say, well, I've noticed this. I don't know. So one of the things I thought everybody could do, and it turns out they can't, is reading the energy in a room, walking into a room and instantly being able to tell whether the energy in that room is OK or not and whether there's a problem. Um, and you just get that undercurrent of there's something not right here. And not everybody can do that. 
But I always thought that everybody could do that. So, um, you know, and I suppose it's tough because would I have known to write that down as something different? Perhaps not. But listening to a podcast like this, I would have realized that that is something I can do. So I'm wondering, actually, whether um, we could do an episode soon about like see how many ways we can come up with. We might have to see if we can compile a list of all the different ways that the trait shows up for us and for other people that we know. Um, just to give listeners an idea of what might be going on for them. So anybody who's listening who knows, could you perhaps get in touch with us and let us know how the trait shows up for you so that we can compile this list and um, put it out there so that, uh, you know, anybody who's listening who doesn't quite know might get a bit of a better idea for them. Um, That would be be fun. Yeah. What was your epiphany? Did you have one that was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely the, how the trait shows up for me? I mean, I know there's many, but was yeah, there one? Yeah, I, I mean, I was like, oh, gosh, one epiphany. Um, <laughs> it was a series of epiphany after epiphany okay, after epiphany. Well, yeah, okay. You know? What was the first one? Can you remember what the first one was? I think the first one had to do with... It was. It was a more it wasn't about a specific trait. It was really about the collective of being a highly sensitive person. But I remember there was a moment that I went from, okay, this is the label for the thing that talks about all the things that's wrong for me and why it's hard to be in the world to, oh, there's benefits to the way that I am wired. And I can share those. I can use this to help people and it was like okay that's a whole different it was like it totally switched the conversation for me it switched how I felt about myself it was it was just one of the oh and that happened in Willow's program yeah interesting yeah love it it was and it sent me down that sent me down the path of being curious about okay well what else is here you know, what else do I do? And, you know, it was thinking about that for people who are like, I don't know how it shows up and it can be hard because it's like, well, I breathe. That's just normal. You know, everybody does that, but that's how some of these traits feel, right? It's just like, I don't know. I just walk in a room and know, like, I'm not doing anything special. It's just, everyone does that, right? No. And so what it can be is you don't have to try to think about how you do it differently than other people. Cause like you said, you didn't know everyone couldn't do that, but just start thinking about what do you do? So it's just like, yeah. When I walked in a room, I feel the vibe. Um, I, wonder if I know when someone's lying to me. Yeah. I know when they're hiding something. I know when something has touched someone deeply. Yeah. Okay. I think I think, you know, as I'm sitting here, it can be hard to do this in a vacuum. I think, <laughs> you know, it's very hard to do it. Really in a vacuum. What yeah. I was what I was thinking then. Sorry, uh, I was interrupting you. What what I was thinking then is I wonder if the, the, the connection between a few of those things that you just said are all about intuition. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not something that we can um, that's obvious and that's factual. But do you get a feeling about something? that feels very real to you, but you don't really get what that's about or where it comes from. So 
you know, saying mm-hmm. that you walk into a room and can just feel where where it, the the atmosphere is a bit off. That's that that's coming from somewhere inside. That's your intuition telling you there's something wrong here. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if that could be a way of starting to look at it. Where do you think your intuition is telling you something? Mm-hmm. So that's definitely your traitor play. Absolutely. And that reminded me of something. The moment you said intuition, because you're right, that is what that is. There, I mean, years, and I'm not exaggerating, years of me saying out loud, I should have trusted my gut. Because yeah. I, I should have trusted my gut. I should have trusted my gut because I would have an intuition and then I would logic myself out of it and I'd go the logic route and then my intuition proved right. Years of me saying that. And I remember one day going, what if I paid attention to my gut? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what if? And it's it's like I gave myself permission, you know? And now, most of the time, I trust my gut. It's still the occasional like, shoot, I missed that one. But it's, it, you know, it's almost like I flipped it because it used to be like most of the time I was like, should I trust my gut? Should I trust? Now it's, now it's, I trusted my gut. I trusted my gut. Look what happened. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I perhaps instinctively knew that what my gut was telling me was a little bit strange, shall we say, was a little bit unusual, a little bit different. And I didn't learn to trust it for a long time um so I mean when I say I didn't I'd never even heard of high sensitivity didn't know I was highly sensitive but I knew the more I talk about it the more I realize I knew there was something but I couldn't I couldn't even begin to articulate it and didn't know that it was something different in me probably to different to a lot of the people I was spending time with um maybe if I had been spent time with somebody who was highly sensitive who was in tune with their high sensitivity I might have got it but I mean who knows who knows I mean I always I believe these things happen when we're ready for them uh so yeah wow um I did wonder whether we'd yeah, again, would we uh, have enough to um, talk about, and would we segue into another topic? But actually, I think we've uh, we've done we've we've done this one. Um, proud. That's perhaps not the right word, but um, <laughs> we've talked a lot about. It. We've managed to find a lot to talk about because it's it is really Im- important because it's the first step, isn't it, to um, understanding ourselves better, understanding the trait, and and accepting that that is what you know, is going on for us. It's also exciting. I'm getting really excited at the idea of, you know, more people realizing this about themselves. And um, yeah, come on, HSPs everywhere. Learn you have the traits because it's, you know, we need more HSPs. Yeah. Yes. It's like an awakening. Yes. It's learning that you have it and then knowing the good that comes from it because- Which is, and that's why we're so passionate about sharing things like the strength and sensitivity because we've grown up hearing the other messages. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a weakness. It's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there's so much that it offers, not just to ourselves, but to the world. Like we are a valuable part of the fabric 
of society and we have a lot to offer. And so as more and more people wake up to their strengths, like it will create a better world for us. This is where I go to my lofty place, but it's yeah. like I just get so excited about I it know, because not only will individuals have more meaning in their life and feel more fulfilled and be happier and be able to be here I am and feel good about it, they will also be contributing their strength into society, which helps all of us. Exactly. It's a win. It's a win, win, win all around. It is a win, win. And um, uh, when I said we need more HSPs, what I mean is we need more conscious, aware HSPs. Yes. And I also just want to add that that we're not trying to do some sort of spiritual bypass on the the challenges of the trait. We are well aware that there are challenges and there are lots of um, books and lots of places you can read about the challenge. And part of our desire to talk about the good side of the trait, the benefit, the joy, the superpower of the trait um, is because we have read a lot of the downside of the trait and we've lived uh, uh, that. We have lived through the downside of the trait Um, and we are absolutely not bypassing that so if you are at a place that you know you know you're an hsp and you're not in a good place i mean our hearts absolutely go out to you we we hope by hearing us talk about it that you too can feel that you can get to a place with it where we are where we see the strength in it and see the joy and the benefit and would not want to be any different um, yes. But we certainly don't want to come across as bypassing all that side. We're not, but we are here to talk primarily about the the, the good side of it, if that's uh, an okay thing to call it. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that. Thank you for bringing that into the talk because you're right. We we don't. <laughs> I'm not trying to Pollyanna it. I'm not trying to pretend it's not there. We're not trying to bypass it. And truly, part of my own healing was was in discovering the strength. Like, so being able to see what it is I offered the world helped heal some of the pain from the other stuff. And then I really educated myself on what my system needs in order to thrive. So, you know, and I have a therapist and a coach, uh, you know multiple coaches. So it's it's definitely I've gotten support and I want to encourage people to do that. But there are like Philip mentioned, there's resources out there and we are with you. We stand with you. And our our hope is to be hope, a ray of hope for people. Yeah. And to yeah, to know it's not all the hard stuff. There's there's this whole magical side to it. There is. There is. And we're both feeling quite magical today, which is why we've come to talk about the magical side of it. Right. And we have talked about, you know, the episode on forgiveness still stays with me. And, you know, you weren't in a great place when you brought that subject to us. Yeah. And, you know, so enjoy this magical moment with it or those because you're not we don't know what you're going to get next. <laughs> and uh, you'll get a real human, real humans. That's what real you'll get. Humans yeah. for sure. Um, so I think I think that could be a that's it for today what anything anything we've missed that you want to say before we sign off no I think we I think we we've said it I mean we could always talk about these things forever but we've <laughs> you've given people uh hopefully a good a good place to dig in for themselves 
It's really great to be back chatting with you, my friend. It is. We haven't done one like this for quite a while now. It's been too long. Yes. But we're back. Good. Yay. So I think for now, it's bye for me. And bye for me. Thanks for listening to HSP Connection. If you've enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you could rate the podcast and share it with anyone you think might be interested. It helps others find us. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave us a review. To get in touch with us, you can email us at hspconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you with your thoughts and comments on the episodes and any suggestions you have for future topics and guests. We are both HSP coaches and speakers. And to find out more about Robbie, go to Robbie Lee, that's L-E-I-G-H dot com. And to find out more about Philippa, go to safeandsupported.co.uk. See you next time.